Hello, welcome back to Beyond the Barbell with me, Manuela and Michael from Common. How are you doing, Michael? Hello, everybody. I'm doing very well. I have a coffee in hand and I'm chilling on a yeah. Sunday. How about you? Good. It's a proper Maroon 5 Sunday morning. Rain is falling here. so Maroon 5. Well, I haven't heard Maroon 5. Oh, that's when Adam Levine was better. Yeah, that's the, yeah, exactly. I think some celebrities should just accept that their time is over and not try to cause drama. <laughs> Speaking of celebrities with their time being over, uh, Nick Carter, not Nick Carter, is it Nick Carter who died? Or Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter died yesterday. Yesterday, his brother Aaron Carter, who was thirty-four years old, was found dead in his uh, in his bathtub. But what was that? That was um, that was drug related, no? I assume it was either drug related or suicide. So it's probably yeah, it's probably either an overdose or a, I, I don't know. I'm just speculating, yeah, but it will probably come come out soon. But yeah, yeah. people like that used to be really good in the movies. And now they try over and over again, and you're like, "Man, your time, your time is done. You, you've served like, your purpose. Just leave it now." It's like just take your money and exactly. go fuck off somewhere. Like if and I had no. that money, I would be somewhere in Italy, hidden, just yeah. enjoying life. Yeah, exactly. Have you watched the new Brad Pitt movie? No, which one? Bullet Train. I, I've heard of it. Is it on Netflix or is it on in the theaters? It's still in the cinema. But yeah, I, um, but you can buy it on Amazon. I I bought it on Amazon, and it, you know there's mixed reviews about it. But you know it depends on what you expect. You shouldn't expect like a super production of like a really good movie. If you're just trying to look for something pretty funny, pretty easy to watch, and like that has a lot of like plot twists and that is just interesting, that that's a good go to. Now, if you're looking for something more like in depth then definitely you're going to be disappointed. Really? So, yeah, yeah it's... this is one. This is one that Brad Pitt, you would think like, okay, Fight Club, you did really well there. And maybe you had a couple after that, like uh, Inglorious Bastards that were really mm. good as well. After that, just rest it. Just, you know, leave it for now. Just I know. Leave. I know. It's, it's such a... Movies lately have been kind of shitty. Yeah. Do you know what? I had been thinking that last year I didn't watch like one proper movie that went, this is really good. Like I really enjoyed this. And, and I feel like there's a lot of movies that are being made by Netflix. Yeah. And so, so and it's almost like it, it, it parallels social media content. Like people just post content just to post. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. Netflix is just making movies just to make movies so that people buy their subscription. It's almost like sure. they have to. Yeah, Whereas exactly. when when I went to cinema, it was like, hey, like the it, like they'd have commercials for it, maybe like you know for like six months in advance, you know, October thirty mm-hmm. first, you know, it's in cinema, and then like you would you, you would anticipate for it to come out, and then you would watch it in cinema, and then it would take you know three to four months for it to get to, to get to like video, so you can rent it, like yeah, it was just more DVD, of a hype behind Blu-ray it, and stuff like that, yeah. yeah. Now it's just so like the demand is like we need it now, we need it quick. So Netflix is just there to supply what people are asking for. What right. a start, huh? <laughs> no. Uh, no, well, I, I have one more question for you. Go. How in the hell was that shrimp pumpkin thing? Oh my god, it's amazing. So it's a family recipe. Um, and it's actually really random because in Brazil, we don't have many pumpkins, but every Christmas, my auntie makes this huge, she takes this pumpkin and then 
like makes a shrimp thing, put it in the oven. And then when it comes out, it's just so nice, creamy, delicious, right? And I, I had pumpkins that I didn't carve for Halloween because I didn't have time. You know, when you buy a pumpkin thinking, all right, I got pumpkin given to me actually. Right. So um, I thought, okay, I'm going to carve these pumpkins. Halloween goes past and I'm like, there's no point carving a pumpkin on the 2nd of November, right? <laughs> so I need to do something with these pumpkins now. So I decided to make my auntie's recipe, but with my twist, because we didn't have a few of the um, ingredients that we have in Brazil. And I was just thinking how random it is that she makes it in December for Christmas when it's hot as hell in Brazil. She makes roasted pumpkin with shrimps, right? Wow. And you would never think about that combination being good, but I promise you it's really good. I'll give you the recipe later. Okay. You can promise me all you want, but like, let's say you had to serve this to Gordon Ramsay. All right. What all right. would Gordon Ramsay? I don't know say? how the flavors pair so well. Okay, and there is cream cheese in there, so I don't think he's. <laughs> I don't. Next, think you're gonna say mayonnaise. <laughs> and it was meant to be. No, no, no mayo. That that was one recipe that like said you can put ketchup in it, and I was like, then that might no. get a little bit too far. I'm not gonna do that. So I just made it with tomatoes, but you know, it might not be the most like gourmet top restaurant michelin star kind of thing but for like a friday night comfort food thing is really good what's your, did your boyfriend like it was that did your boyfriend like it yeah i think it, he pretended at least that he liked it i mean but but he's 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 british right like he's he's from the uk right yeah it's so polite so he'll, they'll eat any <laughs> shit thing they eat Fucking like the dumbest. I think that has a little bit of salt in it. Is already yeah, like, and and which, salt is good. It's salt is good. Like if you're training, if you're training hard, you need salt in your body. Exactly. Yes. What's your go-to comfort food? Pizza. Pizza. Yeah. I tell you what, you might hate me for this, but I made sweet pizza the other night. What do you mean sweet pizza? Like with in Brazil, we, they have like chalk, like pizza with like chocolate yeah. on top or like Us too. coconut and things like that i made it with peanut butter banana and cinnamon yeah so like in italy they'll, they'll do uh, a nutella pizza yeah yeah right that's acceptable right yeah or even like they'll do um almost like uh with like some pears gorgonzola yeah. or like yeah. you know like they'll make it in fig right like the, the dried yeah. figs yeah, that's real nice. But some, then if you think sure. about it, like a Nutella pizza, it's pretty much a crepe, but a little different. Just crunchier, like crispier. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. There is ice cream pizza in Brazil. Because oh, we so take everything. We do. No, in Brazil, we have no limits, honestly. there's. I swear to God, I've seen sushi pizza before. And this is just something that shouldn't exist but not as in pizza base with sushi on top but the base was like seaweed rice oh, wow. and then yeah it's just weird um yeah. yeah it's not the one um i love food so like uh this morning for breakfast yeah. i warmed up a croissant in the oven mm -hmm. and it came out so crispy so i had that with my coffee and it and it so like i, I don't know about you but like i don't know about in brazil but in italy the breakfast isn't eggs, bacon, and protein. It's Is like it a pastry? coffee. Yeah. It's coffee and a pastry. So I, I grew up like that. So, yeah. even, so in the morning, I like a nice pastry. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I feel do, great. You, do you do the thing where you dip your pastry in your coffee? It depends what pastry. 
like so if it's a if it's a cookie like a like a hard cookie i'll dip it yeah i love that if it's like um any other pastry no because it goes soggy right it's not yeah but yeah the cookies are meant to be a little soggy that it still has some texture to it we should have a whole uh culinary podcast about like do's and don'ts of, yes and different like, foods and food is such a big part of my life right like it just oh I love yeah it. I mean, the, the thing I love about doing a nutrition degree now as well is that you see there's so much there's so much to it. And it's not just a matter of calories or nutrients or whatnot. It's, it's political, it's cultural, it involves yeah. so many things. It's economical, 100%. It, it involves a lot of things. So we should definitely have one just on food because i think that would be very interesting well just look at even like the brazilian steakhouses right yeah. i think it's like the yeah where they have like the the, the skewered meat and they cut it at your table mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like that's a whole social kind of like yeah experience. Exactly. it's not just it's not just protein it's like no you're like you're sharing yeah exactly it's the same in 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 italy right when you sit down and have a like even at lunch not only at dinner time you sit down and have a meal with your family hence why in the south they still have the the siesta where you go home from Mm -hmm. work to actually enjoy lunchtime as a meal with your family and not a sandwich at your desk i love that but obviously there is pros and cons to that as well because the economy does take a hit if you are like having that much time off and going back with to your family and everything like that, depending on the job that you do. You know, time is money. The more you do, the better. So up north, the the, the thought uh, is completely different, right? Yeah. But I wonder, like, they've been doing it for so long now that I think people just understand that that's just how life is. And they're probably better off for it. Because they have their priorities different to... Mm those that are actually you know living in bigger cities or chasing something else and it's fine because your priority don't have to be the same as everyone else's um great start um the little intro before we get into so i wanted to talk about habits today but not only habits related to fitness and to working out or body composition or whatnot but habits uh that we've had or we've acquired in our lives that brought us to where we are today and the things that we learned with it uh positive habits and negative ones as well uh but before we get into that i wanted to bring up this uh headline that i i read the other day in a website and okay and the the difference the contrast between a headline that i i read in a website that i think it was like research something it was more like a papers website and one that was on the daily mail okay so the headline was uh on the more official website it said researchers identify a drug that mimics the effect of exercise on muscle and bone in mice this was done in uh, a university in tokyo medical and, and dental university and then the, the contrast to that is on the daily mail right the headline was researchers are closer to a pill that can replicate exercise so which one's going to take more attention, right? Obviously, the one in the Daily Mail that says, oh, a pill that replicates exercise, that means I'm not going to have to exercise anymore. Yeah. I'm going to lose fat and improve muscle mass. When you read into it, 
the idea is that they developed this pill to help people with sarcopenia and osteoporosis, right? Which is the loss of muscles and the loss in bone density. But popularizing it, it would be people would be taking it to basically get the effects of exercise without having to do anything. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's misleading because the the first thing that I thought of was it's to prevent muscle loss, mm-hmm. not fat loss. But people like societal societal views on exercise is predominantly fat loss. Yeah. So they're gonna assume, oh, this is gonna help me lose weight, right? For them, it's a diet pill. Exactly. But then in the same side, I'm like, why don't they just give everybody steroids? Exactly. That, that, that's a proven way to, to build muscle and prevent muscle loss. Yeah. And here's the problem with it. I think if, let's say in the future, right, in like a, a dystopian future, people, uh, we are so used to being given things easily that they do come out with this bill. Lots of people bought it because after all, obviously people want to make money out of it. The market wants to make money monetize on this right so people buy it and suddenly all these people will be able to then indulge without having the consequences of it and i think this is the most dangerous part of this is the thought process of like now i can do whatever i want and just take this pill that literally the magic pill that i'll I'll just be fine. I don't have to deal with the consequences of my actions, which is, you know, maybe overindulging on food or not exercising, being sedentary or and all these things. I think the idea like or how that that message was portrayed by one of the, the papers or the newspapers, I think is very dangerous and it makes me scared of what we're going into in the future. I know like it's I have a hard time empathizing with like society because I, I sometimes try to put myself in people's shoes and I and I kind of wish I could spend the day in someone's head to mm. see what they perceive the world to be and in the sense of like um in the sense of like not being self-aware and understanding just like being a human and mm. you know exercising eating well uh having your own thought Right. Like mm. it seems like people are or maybe I'm just generalizing, but I guess that's what I do. Mm. <laughs> um, I feel like most people are just like waiting to be told what to do and they have no free thought of like what they should be doing for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like they're just waiting on like the government scientists, experts, whoever you want to call it, like in the media. Yeah. To tell them, take this pill, do this, do that. Like, yeah. They have no perception of what it is to just be themselves. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, maybe I'm wrong. I think since, well, for the past, whatever, a hundred years or at least for the past 60, 60 years, things have been changing to make life easier for us, right? Everything is all the technology that we're creating, all the things that have come up is just to make things easier for us. And of course, like, cars, TV, uh, all these things like phones, mobile phones, which first was like, you know, the regular phone that you had to like wait if you wanted to speak to someone overseas, you couldn't, or it'd be super expensive. Now we can talk, I mean, me and you are having this chat yeah. right now, you're in Canada and I'm here. And is it like we were just saying before this, when you had to do an update on your on your computer, 
technology is a blessing and a burden at the same time because yes it made everything so easy for us but at the same time we just expect things to be easy now so we expect things to take little or no effort to to get results from it and i think this is a good segue into habits because if you really want to improve in your lifestyle and your behavior and just feel better about yourself in general, then you got to expose yourself to situations where you are feeling uncomfortable or you just expose yourself to uh, difficulties, challenges, and that's the only way that you're going to progress, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I have a couple of headlines that I want to talk about too that kind of go along with this. Yeah, go because um, this is a really good like we're like this is a good discussion that I don't want to just stop because <laughs> yeah, it's really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like I, I was reading a headline about um and then and then we'll get into habits because that's an important yeah, go topic for it. as well. But like I, I read a because going along the lines of like technology and society, mm-hmm. um RSV in infants is rising now. So like the respiratory and yeah. uh, uh, viral infections are increasing in in infants, especially those that were born during the pandemic. Because mm-hmm. they weren't exposed to uh, germs, bacteria, viruses normally, normally as as they should have, because everybody was masked and protected. That's right. And I'm like, this is just another consequence, <clears throat> excuse me, of government overreach and dumb mandates that didn't really do much, other than cause more havoc, like down the road, which is now. Mm-hmm. And, and you're getting a lot of kids that are that are more hospitalized. So mm-hmm. to prevent one thing, they created a cascade of events for future events, which is probably going to be worse down the road. Yeah. And then going along the lines with, with that um, um, topic, I, I also then, uh, I was scrolling through Facebook and I thought this was interesting and my mom confirmed it. So the, the, the photo was, uh, it must've been like in the early 1900s or maybe, yeah. And, um, and it was in Russia and it was a bunch of babies in bassinets outside taking a nap or sleeping. And the quote was like, you know, uh, back in Russia to uh, to increase uh, newborn and infants immune system, they would have them take naps outside uh, in the cold. And they would like obviously cover them up in bassinets, whatever, but like yeah. just to having the cold mm-hmm. would expose them to whatever and they would build yeah. their immune system. Yeah. So I was talking to my mom this morning and she's like, you know what? She goes, that's true because uh, uh, she grew up in Edmonton, Alberta. So up north in Canada and next door to them, uh, there was this Hungarian lady. And when my mom was an infant, uh, this Hungarian lady goes to my grandmother and says, um, you know, give me your baby. I'll, I'll have them sleep outside. So my mom slept outside, took a nap outside in like a bassinet, covered up, obviously whatever, but it was, it was cool because that's what they did back in the day. And I'm like, that's such an interesting way of, you know, like, and it probably makes sense. And, and a lot of the stuff that humans knew what to do back in the day before technology and medicine mm-hmm. seemed almost like right now they seem kind of cuckoo, but they probably have some validity to it. Yeah, obviously there is always extremes, but at the same time, exposing children to these situations or to these environments or things like that, things where, you know, they will have to learn how to behave in different situations like that. I think now, especially with children, nowadays there's so many like conduit this conduit that you need to kind of like treat them as if they're made of glass or you know not exposing them to any situations where they might have to use their instincts 
to you know get out of that yeah. obviously i'm not saying extremes but for example that exposing them to code somebody would might have looked at that and say that's so mean why why are they doing that other people might see it as that's building some type of resilience that's building other things that's going to help them down the line you know so and and going back to what you were talking about and uh the viruses that are now growing in children are being more popular in children is it also makes me think about all the social not only the health issues but the social issues that came with that too you know it's very important that children especially in their early stages like five six seven they have social interactions with people and also especially face to face or even babies that were born during the pandemic and had no interaction with other people rather than their own families all this will impact their behavior later down the line you know even if it was one one year for us we're already our personality is already uh kind of formed this was just something that it didn't impact massively the way that we behave or communicate but for children one year of their life especially when their brain is developing and they're developing their social skills is huge it's huge. That's their entire life. That that's the that's a big percentage of their life. Whereas for us, you know, and adults even had some anxiety issues and whatever, right? Yeah. Now imagine imagine kids ages one to ten. Mm-hmm. You know, even 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 like if you're as young as thirteen, right? Like a lot of social anxiety came about, a lot of behavioral stuff, and like right. I don't know, I just find it interesting because one hundred percent adults know we know how to deal with it. And for children, this is just new. They or they don't even know how to recognize what that is. And like we say, oh, it's anxiety. Is this or is that? Children may like also suffer with that, but they it's harder to recognize. Yeah, yeah. It, what, one last thing about this whole thing, because yeah. you know our existence as a human species is not predicated on modern medicine and technology. Mm. Right, we don't like modern medicine technology. Maybe what the last eighty years, maybe what a hundred years, if you want. Maybe not even. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, like yeah. we're we've existed far longer than what modern medicine gave. Yes, it gave us life expectancy and it gave us comfort. Yeah, I'm not saying it's bad, but to not to not put validity in what made humans humans for so long. Now, I'm not saying we have to be scavengers and live in huts and whatever. But I'm saying like maybe some of the older stuff probably has some validity because human nature is to survive yeah. or survival species. So like maybe it wasn't scientifically proven as to why certain things worked, but mm. it worked because we're still here. Yeah. You and I are able to talk over a microphone over wires because of the early humans that survived yeah. all the fucking hardships that happened. And I can't even imagine what would go on. Like if you're living in the cold and you yeah. don't really have, and I'm talking about like, 20,000 years ago, 30,000, like it's a whole different yeah. way of living than we are now. Stimulating the core behaviors that came from our ancestors kind of thing. Um, Liver King. And obviously not, not in a way that is like extreme because you always hear stories of like parents that went a little bit too far. I actually have a story about this that, um, it was a life lesson that my auntie was trying to give me, but it scared me to shit, right? What happened was uh, we were in a, in a park 
in Brazil and it was just me and my auntie and she used to say to me every time like because she was so scared that I would just run away and get lost she said if you ever get lost just stay still where you are okay and I'll come and find you and I was like fine whatever so we're walking along the park and then she hides and I start going auntie auntie trying to look for her and I couldn't find her anywhere right and I started having like I started panicking I was like oh my god where's my auntie going whatever what am I gonna do so I just stood still like stood still like a plank and then she she waited a good like 10 minutes of me just staying there like literally with my eyes open just going oh my I, I I'm shocked that nobody actually stopped and asked like where is your mother or whatnot right nobody stopped to help me but then literally 10 minutes later she jumped behind me scared me and then she went oh, I was just I just wanted to see if you would actually stay there and well done you did it so you learned and I was like I was crying my eyes out I was like what the hell are you doing <laughs> Yeah, I told I told my mom that and my mom was uh, not happy with that. But uh, how old were you? I was like uh, I think I want to say seven or eight. Do you have any do you have any do you have any things right now that are that trouble you now? Like do you have like behavioral issues <laughs> probably, or like probably probably that scarred me to just your attachment somewhere. system, your attachment system is like way <laughs> off now and I like Every someone just leaves, I just stay still. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. It's probably ingrained somewhere in my brain. But yeah, wow. it's just, I think, but some of, obviously, if she didn't take it that far, maybe it would have made a better life lesson. But yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now hey, I love never... it. <laughs> That's so funny. Right. So can you think, actually, can you think of a habit that's been quite consistent in your life that has led you to where you are today? Oh, good question. Um, yeah, this is a really good question because I don't even know where I am today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's 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 really hard to look back to like what you've done. Yeah. Because because I don't but think I'm. Again, hindsight is twenty twenty vision. If you think back now, is the only way that you can then change. Anything. Yeah, I think just oh, a habit. Like you want like a concrete habit that I've done? Or in general, it doesn't need Yeah, to- I think like I would think getting to work, like just wor- <laughs> doing work. Yeah. Because, you know, like because I'm not I'm not talented. I don't have any crazy like IQ. I don't really mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm average. Yeah. But I just showed up to work and I just like yeah. consistently worked. Yeah. Do you know, that's a really that's a really good one to to lead with because well since since i came here of course i think there's there's two things that i want to bring up there you you don't always want to do the thing that you're doing or it's not every day that you're going to do it with joy but it's just keep on doing it until it actually brings results so when i decided or you know when i came here i decided to stay i had to work some real shit jobs i had to like put myself in situations that willingly i would never do for example like working for people who i didn't didn't like or who treated me like shit or working in restaurants or some days even when I started as a PT working in rest like at a restaurant at night and then going to do uh 
personal training sessions at 6 a.m so finishing at like 12 a.m getting three four hours sleep and then looking sharp the next day to work from six until two and then again go back to work at four or five so things that obviously it was not the most comfortable obviously I didn't want to be doing that but that was the only way that and I knew that it that was going to be for the short term I knew that was not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life but I it was something that it was needed for a certain period of time to for me to get experience to know what I'm doing to know where I'm going and sometimes if you're in a period of your life or in a period even of your fitness journey where you think is this even worth it or you know it's very difficult is this is so this is so hard this is so uncomfortable I don't want to do this if I had stopped then I wouldn't have been in a position that I am now which mine which I know also is not the position that I want to be in five years time or 10 years time but if you stop at any point then you're not going to progress at all so you know that I think that's a really good one to yeah i think yeah like that's that's gotta be like the first thing like you have to ingrain into your mind that like you're gonna have to put some work into it and i like to use and i like to habits have been such an overused term Mm -hmm. in our industry i like to i like to think of habits as just decisions you're making decisions that are gonna put you closer or farther away to whatever it is you want your life to be and a lot of and a lot of a lot of people, again, this goes back to like society wanting to be told what to do. And, you know, and, and you see this on social media a lot where you'll yeah. see, you know, like these three habits to make sure that you can lose weight or these five habits oh, so yeah. that you'd be successful. It's like, man, make make your decisions as an autonomous human being who knows what's best for, for him and herself or, or yourself, right? Like, yeah. so I think decision making is probably an, a lost art or maybe people or don't know what to think because there's just too much bombardment of do this, do that, check this out, look at this headline. Yeah, that people forget how to make these decisions for themselves. Yeah, a hundred percent. This is not going to be about you know hacks to mm. get you to where you want to get. It's more about you can't be telling, like you said, you can't be telling other people what to do because you can't put yourself in that position, right? Like you were saying at the beginning, you don't know whatever goes on in someone's head or in someone's life or in someone's anything. So saying, you know, wake up and meditate. You think I would wake up one hour before when I was finishing work that late and starting really early to meditate? That would be like a habit that I could not stick to. That would be a habit that would not last a month for me. I think it's more about doing things that are hard, exposing yourself to those situations. And then another one is commit to it fully. Or, you know, how they say, burn the bridges, burn the boats. Don't look back and just stick to it. Because what's the worst that can happen? You're going to end up where you were before. And again, this is another anecdote for when, when I came here and you know, I became 18 and my parents were like, we can't afford to send you money every month now. So you really got to do it all for yourself, kind of pay rent and everything like that. Things got hard real quick and it, it hit me real quick. Like I said, that built resilience. And I knew that if I didn't do that, what's the worst that can happen? If it, if all fails, 
what's the worst that can happen? I just go back to Brazil where I was before, you know? So, but then again, if I didn't commit to it fully, if I didn't say, I'm, I'm going to do this, no matter how, how hard it gets, or no matter the challenges that come in between, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Then I wouldn't have gotten that or I just probably would be still in a situation that I didn't want to be just because it's uncomfortable to actually chase what I want to chase yeah like I th- I think I think again going back to like our our ancestors we are a survival species so like we will like we're pretty good at figuring stuff out and being resourceful yes. right because your your situation of leaving brazil and being broke for example mm-hmm. is is a very very minute uh example of what possibly would have happened fifty thousand years ago with early humans mm-hmm. who in their case was shit I, I didn't eat today or i need to yeah. eat or i or, or like or like my like my baby's in my arms dying i can't mm-hmm. you know like so like I think there's survival instincts within us and it's uncomfortable for sure. Right. But I think that, and I hate, and again, this is again, another overused thing. It's like, you got to be uncomfortable with the, it's like, yes. Like, but I I think, I think you don't have to choose uncomfortable things. Mm. You just have to make decisions towards where you want to go and, and expect that there's going to be some uncomfortable situations that come up from that. Yeah. And you're going to be okay. And you're going to know that I can deal with these head on because I'm resourceful. Not that you have to go out and seek uncomfortable behavior yeah. or whatever, because like, like, you know, uh, <laughs> like I don't cold plunge. I don't do weird stuff. I don't, I don't seek out uncomfortable things, but by wanting, by making a decision where I want to go in my life, yeah. I'm going to be faced with uncomfortable situations that yeah. maybe aren't uncomfortable, but like, they're kind of like the unknown, they're uncertain, yeah. right? Like starting a podcast mm-hmm. or, or like starting a business venture like that's uncomfortable but you're sort of like no i'll I'll see it through yeah exactly people are capable of so much more than they think in terms of if it came down to it you would do it obviously i don't i would never want to be back to where i was when i first moved here but i know that if i moved again and if it came back to it what was good about that what that taught me is that shit i can do this like if i was to move to another country now learn another language from scratch have to start working again at restaurants or whatnot or things that i don't particularly want to do i know that i'm capable of doing that because i've done it before and i know that it wouldn't be the optimal situation but exposing yourself to things like that or you know now bringing it into your fitness journey quote unquote it would be you've done it if you've done it before if you you know stuck to something stuck to a program for long enough if you stuck to a diet for long enough if you actually committed to it and saw results and now you're not where you are again you know that you're capable capable of doing it and it's a choice again it's a decision that you got to make of whether you're going to do it or not or in your situation for example it was a choice that what what you had and what you have now and you fully committed to your online online business and to your brand and to your clothing brand and do you think it would have worked as well as it's working now if you didn't commit to it fully if you were still with the gym and the other things going on on the side for for me personally i can't speak for anybody else but i'm an all or none guy i'm either all in or i'm out 
and and I know a lot of people that that are that are different. A lot of people are I'm going to be all in, but I'm also going to have a safety net of working another job so I can have income coming in. Yeah. If I get comfortable, I become very complacent, and mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, I don't need to do this. Yeah. But what what keeps me pushing forward is being uncomfortable and insecure in the sense of like financially insecure and not having a stable income coming in all the time. That is what keeps me pushing forward. So it's almost like a perpetual cycle moving me forward because it's like, I don't want to be in this position any any longer than I have to be. Therefore, I'm going to work a little bit harder. And when I get to that, and then when it's, when it cycles to the next phase, it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm better than I was here, but I still don't feel comfortable here. And, And maybe that's a unhealthy behavior because Am I ever going to be satisfied? I don't know, but that's for me to work with my therapist. That's a great point. Yeah. But when I'm on, because so even like living at home here right, with my parents, I don't want to be here more than another minute because mm-hmm. it cramps my style. I don't have my own space. I need, I'm very mm-hmm. like independent, autonomous. And I'm like, no, no, because no. If, if I was in this, like, so like if I was in like a cushy part of my life, I'd be like on the couch doing nothing. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be doing this podcast. But the fact that like I, I I'm not where I want to be, which yeah. makes me uncomfortable, is what keeps me yeah. going forward. Exactly. That's the habit. That's the it's habit the that keeps. It's like almost like the pressure that drives you, right? Is the pressure yeah. that you putting into yourself, onto yourself, of being like, this is not optimal. I need to get to optimal. And I think you can even see that for celebrities or famous people or other people that are have achieved everything that they wanted in their lives and they get there and they're like what now so they're depressed they don't have a will they don't have so i think it's so important to also have something to look forward to or work towards because if you don't have any any of that we we as humans we need problems to solve then what is your purpose really once you've achieved everything you've got everything else you wake up and you're like yeah great i'm here and what now what am i gonna do like, you and know, that's I why, we own, own, always need something to work towards. Yeah. And that's why, like, when you're trying to achieve something big, whether it's weight loss, whether it's muscle building or whether mm-hmm. it's a business, you should have a reason what you should have a reason behind why you want that business or whatever you want. And, and it, it should it should provide you something back. So for me, for example, the reason why I want to grow this brand, not only does it give me the freedom financially, which is, yeah, that's important in life. But it's just helping me build more relationships with people that I want to connect with. I just want to meet. I just want to connect with people. And I want to have a a good network of people around me because I enjoy community and relationships. Mm -hmm. I like people. I like to be around people that I love and that love me. And it's just I think that's also a purpose of life. Like you want to share life with people that, you know, so like it's it should provide you benefit. So, So going to like your weight loss or your goals or fitness, like what is that fitness going to give you? Is it going to give you, uh, you know, more peace of mind for your health than when you're older? Are you able to, um, you know, play with your kids? Can you just be active and go for a walk and not feel your joints ache? Like what is the, the end goal or it should be a means to an end. That way, you know that, Hey, like I'm fit enough to do what I want to do in life. Yeah. And something that actually matters to you and not is just imposed by whatever, yeah, I think that that is a very important point. You got to chase things that matter to you, paying attention to the lessons that you learn along the way and the people that you meet and the knowledge that you gain with it, not only 
the result itself, but what happens on your way from point A to point B. Because obviously now thinking back of when I uh, first came here and worked shit jobs or whatever was in a situation that was not optimal. At the same time, I got to meet so many people that, you know, added so much value and some that really helped me a lot uh, along the way. I couldn't have done any of that just by myself. You know, what, what got me here is also the people that I've met and the people who I shared moments with and et cetera by yeah. helping each other and and things like that is is very important and then again thinking up uh back to the fitness goal is what are you learning along the way are you creating are you being now you feel part of a community maybe now you are part of something where other you like to exercise with other people that make you feel good you're you know communicating with people from different backgrounds to you that have the same going common or you're learning so much about what your body can do or you know you're learning about your limits i think is a very um is a big thing as well how strength training and getting yourself quote unquote out of your comfort zone can teach you more about yourself than than a lot of other things um yeah. which, which is a reason why no matter in what situation i was i always made time for exercising and this is another well and say quote unquote habit i don't even know if you can describe this as a habit or again like you said a decision that i made that i would make time to prioritize what brings me a positive outcome from it so exercise was a time for me to focus to not think about whatever shit was going on and it was a time for me to kind of come to terms with the fact that I can I'm strong I can do this I can go forward I can keep moving and I'll be fine because it really teach you teaches you about your boundaries your limits and everything yeah um it's you know, like because part part of the part of the job that I struggle with with my clients is helping them set habits. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can also help me with this as well. Um, through this is like because I again like I I know the decisions I need to make for myself because I'm in my own head. And and I and I always say this like I'm not inside your head. Mm-hmm. So you know, like yes, I could say you need to do X, Y, and Z if you want to have this result. Mm-hmm. But what if the client in front of you, no matter if they're paying thousands of dollars, you know, to you, what if they don't decide that they have to make these changes or decide that that's what they want? Because people come in saying, hey, I want to lose weight. I want to, you know, I want to get in shape. I have, you know, two months before I get to a vacation and I want to look good. Mm. Well, like, number one, did you, have you decided that you want it? Have you decided? Because once you decide, then that's a powerful, like, way of, like, committing to something committing exactly that's the key word there as well is committing because it's a lot deeper than that and anything that you don't fully commit to or you don't see the point in doing you're not going to stick to for a long time um like like i was talking about the meditation it i don't it's not that i don't see the point in it but back then or at that point in time it was not something that brought me value to my life. It wouldn't, it was not 
adding to my life whatsoever. I well, would sleep, rather go sleep. Sleep would have been the better decision for your health than meditation. Exactly, but that also doesn't mean that I'm not going to meditate in ten years time or twenty years time. Maybe then it will be something that will fit into my routine. So it's actually thinking, what am I willing to do? Am I willing to commit? And also, how am I going to fit this? in structure into into my life you know and I think actually one thing is stop changing the all the time as well trying to look for something else look for something new or stick to something for like two three weeks maybe four weeks oh this didn't work what's the next thing what's the next thing that's trending what's the next thing you know mm. um again go, going back to our our lives I guess if you if you didn't fully commit to your brand for long enough if you did it for a couple of months and you're like I'm not seeing much results from this or monetarily speaking or you know or if people are coming to me or not or people for example that just become coaches and look for the the mentor quote-unquote mentor that will get them 20 clients in one month or 50 clients in one month so easily if they don't see a result within four to eight weeks, then they end up giving up because or going to the next thing because they think that's more valuable. When in fact, I think people should just stick to the plan or the program or your business or your life or whatever you've got going on right now, stick to it for long enough to elicit changes. That is such a good, actually really good point because you know, like, uh, and I'm sure you've, you've heard the saying where it's like, you, uh, you're, cur- you currently have the habits in place for the life that you're currently living, right? We all have, quote, unquote, habits that we do on a daily basis that, right? And, and most of the habits we do is because out of comfort and out of safety. It's all really to, for the easier route, always. Yeah, right. Um, But yeah, so like, on a, on a negative con- consequence of, of, like, decision making is not sticking to a decision, or or at least, you know, not seeing it through because yeah. you, you're, you're hopping from one thing to the next and then you end up going in circles, not achieving anything. And that is a very bad place to be because it's like you break promises to yourself. You, you, you don't continue on to something that you can actually achieve. And mm-hmm. people expect people's expectations are also mismatched with right. reality. And I think maybe like another habit, and I don't even know if these are habits, they're just decisions. Um, actually, Shallow said this in one of his podcasts a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He goes, and I thought this was brilliant, and I, and I keep using it, and I always and I always mention his name when he says because he's the one that said it. Mm-hmm. He goes, he goes. Uh, everybody talks about how like um, uh, comparison is the thief of joy. He says, I think expectations are the thief of joy. Yes. And I'm like, that's right. So like, uh, if, if you start dating somebody, you have expectations in your mind. When you start a fitness plan, you have expectations in your mind. Yeah. When you start a business, you have expectations as to how many clients you're going to get in the first month. But these expectations are created inside your brain, not mm-hmm. really rooted with any real world data. There's no, mm-hmm. like, like we, we tend to romanticize things, or at least I do anyways. No, right? totally. Yeah. 100%. So I think when you, when you expect something and it doesn't happen, then it becomes this negative loop in your mind saying, oh, well, then what's the point? Because mm-hmm. what was in my mind didn't happen. So what's the yeah. point? It's natural. It's a natural instinct, again, to create expectations, right? Yeah. But the expectations should be managed along the way. You can't, you can't stop yourself from expecting things when, when, 
for example, oh, I'm going out to the supermarket later. I expect that I'm going to get there, get my food, whatever, right? I have this plan in my head. And then I get there and the supermarket's closed. Uh, will I just cry my eyes out and be like, why? The world is so unfair. Or will I manage my expectations and go, okay, I guess I'm going to have to go to a petrol station, get some essentials, whatever, come back and do what I can with that. So it's about managing your perspective and the expectations upon the the thing that you're trying to get or the goal which in that case would be me going to the supermarket getting the groceries right but I do I do completely agree with that that the expectations are the thief of joy because after all you also just see everyone's highlights on social media right but so one point on that as well though like so like one thing that I've been really working on myself yeah. is being detached from the outcome such a difficult thing to I, listen i i like and, and i still work with this with, with my therapist and i'm open about that because i'm very tied to the outcome as a person yeah and lately i've been trying to detach myself from that because when you when you have an attachment to what the outcome should be it creates a level of anxiety whether it's low level or high mm. level anxiety depending on what the situation is yeah that doesn't make you decide what needs to be done in a in a more rational way you think in this irrational fear yeah. of what you need to do so that that outcome happens when if you just put out your best effort first mm -hmm. the outcome might be better than what you even expect or that what you can even think of yes. so i've been like so like it because the, the future isn't here yet we haven't we haven't seen it yet yeah so why am i going to put an expectation to something that might be even Mm -hmm. better than I even anticipated. So yeah. it's, it's a, that's a hard habit or that's a hard thing for me to oh, really yeah. think about because you guys stay in that present moment. Otherwise, it, you got to catch yourself doing it because yeah. anxiety is nothing but the fear of the future of the unknown of something that you can't control that might happen. Right. And then again, not having control is something that we as humans, I guess, don't deal with very well is and this is one of the negatives that i tend to have as well which is trying to have control over all the variables in, in in my life in reality you can't control everything and shit's gonna happen and you just gotta be mentally prepared to deal with it is expecting that <laughs> if this sounds so like cliche but is expecting that the unexpected is gonna happen yeah, like even one thing that I always say is like, because I'm very tunnel focused. Like I go, I go, I, I can narrow in my focus and be very like linear with how I think because that's where I want to go. Mm -hmm. And then I forget to check my blind spots. So, so part of me detaching from the outcome and also think, okay, like what can go wrong in my peripheries? Like, should I, I should look at my rear view mirror and my side mirrors, mm -hmm. make sure that I know that. I can change lanes when I need to, or I, I know that what's coming behind me because sometimes there's yeah. unexpected shit that happens. Yeah. So just be prepared for that. Exactly. And then again, use your experience and your knowledge and the things that you've, that happened to you so far to learn from that. Us, us humans are really good at justifying what we're doing. So like, and, and I'm in the same boat here. It's like sometimes you do things and you just, you know that you shouldn't be doing certain things and you know that it's, it's going to be, you know, a hindrance, a hindrance to your, to your results, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we'll justify it. It's like, so like if, if your goal is weight loss, 
Well, I'm just going to have a couple of drinks of wine tonight on the weekend. Yeah. I'm just going to have a few nibbles of these chips. I'm only going to have a few, right? Like we're, it's, it's like, oh, I worked hard this week. I, I deserve or whatever, right? Like we're very good at justifying mm-hmm. behaviors that we know we shouldn't be doing, but somehow it's rooted psychologically with us. And there's a lot of like, and that's why I think habits, decisions, weight loss, a- any goal that you want to achieve is very difficult because it's tied okay. to behaviors and emotion and psychology. It's very complex. It's complicated, it's right? Because if, if it was just, hey, do these three things, we'd all do them. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, some people have hangups with financial stuff. People have hangups with, you know, eating. Some people have hangups with whatever, mm-hmm. like, and, and we try to like self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. It's almost know, like knowing when to go and when to stop as well and when to give it a rest and and sometimes even change strategy because like you were saying I think we are very good at kind of giving us reason as to why we're doing it and also one big thing that I think most of us can relate to is the sunk cost fallacy of things it's the time and effort that you invest on something and that gives that thing value rather than that real value that you give it you can probably relate to this in a way that oh I've been in this job or or in a gym the amount of money and the things that I've invested in this place and now what am I going to do just let go of it that can be a really hard decision to make because the value that you're placing on that is not for the thing itself but for the time and effort that you spend to invest on it which is probably why a lot of people stick in relationships that they shouldn't stick with. Um, But that that's beyond, that's beyond my, my, my expertise, but to go back to like knowing when to take a break. So like this just happened to me on Friday. So Mm -hmm. last Friday I took a trip down to Toronto and from, from last Friday up until Thursday of this past week, I was pretty much like nonstop working. Yeah, I had some fun in between, obviously, but like yeah. it was like I was always go, 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 work, work, work. And I was working like many hours just to get some stuff done. Friday morning, um, I woke up and I kind of felt tired. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I, I kind of had some time off in the morning just to chill and have a coffee. Yeah. Then as the day went on, I'm like, oh, should I go to the gym today? And, and normally I would push myself to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. But I went for a walk instead because the weather was beautiful here. Right. And and then, you know, I'm like, I might go to the gym later on tonight. And then I ended up taking a nap. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do any work today because I can already feel that I don't need to do work today. I, I, I go, I'm proud of myself for what I've done all week that I can afford this time off to do absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And I woke up yesterday morning. So Saturday morning, I woke up, went to the gym, had a really good workout, and I felt fresh. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I can, I can afford one day off. To completely away from my business and everything mm-hmm. and nothing's gonna crumble nothing's gonna break nothing's gonna yeah. you know fail so mm-hmm. it was actually a really cool thing for me that's a very important point uh i struggle with that too and sometimes we think that the more we do the better when it's not always the case taking a step back can be a lot a lot better for your progress and it's so true and this is what usually causes people to feel overwhelmed or you know have what's it like what's the term that is used is quite overused now as well where you feel like you've burnt, done burnt too out much. burnt out that's it yeah. burnt out is because you just think that 
all the time it's time to be working on it or you open Instagram and it's other people creating content or it's other people doing this it's other people going after it and you think oh my god I need to do that I need to do so you really can't relax because you've got all this stimulus of things that have to be done that you haven't yet done yeah I think burnout also comes when you're um when you are, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Burnout happens when you're reactive to things. When, uh, when you think you should be doing something because you just, oh my god, they're doing it, so I got to do it now. And then, oh my god, and then I got to do this. Like you're very reactive, and so you end up spinning your wheels trying to work for an outcome. When, like, and and and. and I've experienced both. I've experienced that type of burnout where it's like, I should, 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 because they are doing it. I got to do this, whatever. Whereas now I don't think that way. And I'm working more hours than I've ever worked in my life and don't ever feel burnt out. I almost feel like I don't want to stop because I'm so excited. Yeah. I feel like it depends on where you are in your life. And, and listen, I was, nobody knows what happened in the last 10 years of me owning a brick and mortar before the online, right? People just know me from the online what's common now. But yeah. like the struggle, like the the mental struggle that I had, the emotional struggle that I had, the, the like the depression. Even though it wasn't like mild depression, it was still for me like there was just a lot that I had to, to deal with, and and the burnout was so. So I gave this example to um, who was I talking to? Oh yeah, being a trainer, and you know this as well. Like waking up at five a.m. is a is a constant for us, right? So mm-hmm. I remember early on when I had the gym, I'd have clients at five thirty in the morning, and I would dread it. Yeah, like I hated it. Right. And I would get there and be exhausted because I was in a really poor part of my life. I wasn't, I wasn't emotionally happy in that part of my life. Whereas now I still wake up at five for five, three in the morning, a couple times a week for mm-hmm. clients. And I'm excited. Like, even though I'm exhausted, if I only get like five hours of sleep and I'm tired, I don't wake up with the, Oh fuck. Yeah. Because I actually want to start my day. Yeah, exactly. But, so I think, so I think you just go through phases in life. I, I'm like, what, what, like what I say isn't because I'm perfect all the time. Yeah. I'm just now in a period of my life where I just know myself very well. I know where I want to go. Yeah. But yeah. there was a time when I didn't know any of that, and I, I struggled to figure out what I wanted out of all, all that. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Is the mindset that and your perspective that had changed to, I get to do this. Yeah. Right. I so enjoy this. And this is the perfect way to close this. Always remember that to look back on yourself, hindsight is 2020 vision. Don't commit this. Don't make the same mistakes that you've done before in the past. Stop spinning your wheels without going anywhere. Actually have a structure. Uh, Expose yourself to challenges. We need that. We really need to be more open to difficult things in our lives. We're capable of a lot more than we think. Make a structure and really commit to it. You know, burn the bridges, burn boats, just go for it. Just think if if you had no other choice and just had to do this thing, then just go for it. Also, stop changing the variables. Sometimes you need to give something time in order to elicit enough change you need enough stimulus to elicit change. That means with your program, with your strength, with your fat loss goal, with whatever you're going after right now, if you're after a job or something like that, just commit to it and stop changing the va- the variables. Yeah, I guess. Don't I love pre- that. 
Don't Good. procrastinate is my last one because I this is something that I struggle with as well. Don't I always procrastinate. Someone matters. Yeah. I always procrastinate. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. Thank you very much, Michael. Thank you. This was fun. This was Thanks. great. See you next week.